<laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Realtor Linda Peltz. Today, I'm here with Mark, and he's going to tell you all about Nexa Mortgage. Take it away, Mark. Hi, Linda. Thank you for having me on. Uh, yeah, my name is uh, Mark Rocha. I am a mortgage loan officer uh, with Nexa Mortgage. Uh, Nexa Mortgage is a broker. We are nationwide. I myself am only licensed in California, but uh, with with so many of us loan officers with Nexa across the nation, um, if somebody happens to be selling here and moving to another state and needing financing, that is something that I can help with. Maybe not firsthand, not personally, but you know somebody within Nexa. So um, I really enjoy that part about Nexa. Um, and I as believe a loan officer, Nexa has a program, and I don't exactly kind of understand the uh, semantics of it, but it's uh, somehow like if you refer out to another state or whatever, you can still kind of help out with the the loan package or something if needed, or or kind of stay in in touch a little bit better than some of the other mortgage companies. Absolutely, absolutely. So so by law, since I'm California licensed, if you're moving to Idaho. I cannot you know, do too many of the uh, interest rate locks or or uh, underwriting conditions and things like that. But I am definitely going to be involved in the transaction still be the middleman between you and the loan officer that you'll be working with. So I really like that about Nexa. It helps us keep in touch with clients who are leaving the state or coming to the state. So mm -hmm. very nice. Yeah, I don't think a lot of times um, the general public understands how our brokerages work and how how we're involved with you know why do we have to be under a brokerage you know <laughs> so right and I know lending guidelines and laws are all different than even our real estate so yeah yeah big difference between you know working at a bank working at a retail shop working at a broker they all have their pros and cons um, similar to what we'll what we'll talk about today is is um, you know different ones, a bank or a broker or a retail shop, they'll all be better or worse for certain people because everybody's personal background is, is a little bit different when they go to buy a home. So. Very true. Very true. And I'm sure you see, see all of it. And I, you know, our biggest thing, at least on the real estate side is, is just be truthful. Flat, flat out, just be truthful. I can't help you through a situation if you're not honest with me. And I find it halfway through the transaction. So <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I know it's tough too uh, when when we're looking at the mindset of buyers, whether the first time seasoned investors or making their first investment property purchase. Um, a lot of times, there's a lot of uh, fear of the unknown. Am I going to be pre-qualified? Are they going to reject me? Are they going to tell me I need 12 months before I can buy? Um, are they going to tell me I can only afford $300,000? i am looking at the $400,000 homes. There's so many things that run through the mind of a buyer that um, that's where those, okay, let's not be 100% honest. Let's not be 100% truthful. But in all reality, once we get all of the documentation we need, we're going to find out one way or the other. So let's just uh, let's just face this this news head on, get a game plan set. And um, and if you're looking to buy a home, now now the plan is set and you know exactly how to move forward. Because I don't know about your goal, but my goal is to succeed and help these clients to protect them. You know, in the lending industry, it's a lot the same way. And it's your goal is to accomplish this. So we're not going to sit there and judgment people. <laughs> we're going to right. just, okay, what is the issue? Okay, this is the workaround. Let's, let's, what's our end goal? Our end goal is to get you into a house. So let's this is our game plan like you said this is our game plan in order to get around that that maybe that obstacle of some sort whatever's in there yeah yeah absolutely and and what going in what goes into that game plan 
um, at least on, on the lending side, we're, we're looking at four different areas for, for any borrower, whether you're buying an investment property, a commercial property, you're buying uh, your first time home buyer. There's four areas we're looking at. Uh, we're looking at your credit score. We're looking at your monthly income, your monthly debts and your assets you have on hand to close the loan. Those are the four areas we look at. And depending on where all of those are, it's like a jigsaw puzzle. If you move one piece up, credit score up, credit score down, the entire puzzle shifts. Okay. And that that's what it's very, very tough for, for um, buyers to wrap their head around because you can have somebody making the same amount of money working in the same place. Uh, this happens to me a lot. I do a lot of law enforcement loans and a lot of them work together. And the way that they're qualified and the way that we structure these loans could be very different between them and their partner because the financial background it's different. Those mm -hmm. four items are different amongst everybody. So it just leads to different ways to burn, to buying your home. So, And I think if you're, uh, if I remember correctly on the lending side, if you have two people applying and they have two different credit scores, I think you go with the lower one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. So any, anytime we pull a credit score, we're pulling what's called a tri-merge report. Uh, we're pulling the three scores from the major bureaus as TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian. So if I have two borrowers, I'm getting a total of six scores, three for one, three for the other. Uh, we don't give you guys the highest, but we also don't hit you with the lowest. We take the middle one for the both of you. And then of those two, whichever one is lower, that's the one that we underwrite the file with. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. And, and the reason for that is, is the bank is lending the money and your credit score is going to give us an indication of how financially responsible you are. And if you have somebody on the loan that does have late payment, does have really high uh, usage rate on their credit on their credit cards, uh, you know, meaning that if, if the card only allows you to spend a thousand and the balance is sitting at nine hundred, um, you know, it's pretty close to being maxed out. So if there's something like that on one of the borrowers, they're going to adjust the whole file and view it as riskier than a different one if the score were higher. So that's really that's really what they do, um, and you know, and, and they're lending two, three, four hundred thousand dollars to you, um, you know, so just kind of to put get in their shoes. And think, you know, if you're going to lend some money to your family member and you know that that family member may or may not pay you back, you're going to, you know, I won't give I you 200. thoughts about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not going to give you 200, uncle, but I have 20 bucks I'll give you. And if I get it back, great. If not, oh, well, it's, at least it's not 200. That's yeah. the way that the banks evaluate. So. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. Yeah, I uh, yeah. used to tell the kids that. <laughs> It's like, don't plan on getting it back. If, if you have it to give, give it. If you don't, then don't give it. Right. There's a good chance you might not get it back. So Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, I think right now um, in this market, maybe maybe you're experiencing some of this, too, with uh, uh, the buyers in this market. Um, but there's a lot of uh, a lot of mixed mixed emotions. Some some buyers are just going after it and you know they, they're ready to buy. They're not being at all uh you know deterred by the interest rates and where they're currently sitting at um hitting seven percent for the third time in a year is not affecting them at all and there are some buyers who are just completely out waiting for this this crash to to come oh yeah and um, i'm gonna wait so it's a I'm gonna wait. very very wide range wait. of buyers yeah very very wide range well, of buyers and i think the overall mindset is, is what needs to be addressed as far as if you're looking to buy a home what what should you even be looking at, right? Uh, because if you're just looking at one aspect, uh, like the news, uh, you're you're not going to buy because the news is going to perpetuate quite a story 
Um, negative. Is, they are so negative out there. It's like super negative. What? Super and they're negative. still waiting for that. Uh, the market shift. And, and it's like, what market shift? Mm -hmm. <laughs> the interest rates went up. This yeah. is actually it's not our this is actually a lower interest rate. My first home was like 13, 14 percent. Right. <laughs> this is actually a low interest rate. We unless the world implodes on itself again, I don't think we're probably going to see two, two and a half too often here. <laughs> and, and 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 to put things into perspective, you don't really want to, um, because the reason that we had this run up from uh, in in 2022, early 2022, we were still sitting at four, four and a half, and and buyers were not liking it. Um, you know, by that was like by April of 2022, by August of 2022, just a couple months later we were hitting seven, you know, that run up comes from years of two and 3%. So you ultimately don't want that because it's going to rebound. And here we are with affordability just vanished overnight, you know, so you, mm -hmm. so you don't really want that, but um, you, you want it when you're buying, but then you, you don't want it again. Like, you, you know what I mean? It, it's just, mm -hmm. so the, the, the main, the main moral of that, that story is to always, if you're in the market to buy, just get ready and stay ready because you never know what the rates are going to do. You never know what the market's going to do. But if you know that you want to buy a home for your family, build some equity in that home, maybe turn into a rental one day and move on to another, uh, you know, let that home appreciate and, and maybe pay for college for some kids in the future. Uh, you know, whatever it may be, if you know you want to do that, just make sure that you get ready on your own by speaking to professionals like Linda on the real estate on the agent side, me on the lending side, speak to professionals, put a game plan in place and just just execute and just be ready. If now is not the time for you, then then OK, but you should still be getting ready if you want to buy a home. It might um, take you a year to get ready. We don't know might. until till we sit down with you and kind of see where you're at and we get kind of where your story is. It may take us. You know, I've been working with a gentleman over three years trying to get mm -hmm. him ready and we're finally, finally got him ready. And um, we're getting ready to close on his. And it took him three years. Now, it, it had nothing to do. It was just there's just things that crop up in your credit report or, you know, maybe maybe your income's not being reported correctly. I don't know. There's crazy things that come up. Right. And sometimes we just need to kind of help guide you through that. So that's right. Don't think just because you can't have one tomorrow doesn't mean that there's no prep work because if we don't ever do the prep work, we're never going to get you to the point where we can get you through the loan process. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is 100% step one. And, and I think getting over that fear for, for some buyers and just figuring out where they're at um, is, is mandatory. Cause even, even if you do speak to, you know, uh, me, you, you meet me and Linda in the office, you bring your documents in, she tells you how buying a home goes. I tell you what goes into being qualified to buy a home goes. We go through the game plan and I tell you, hey, look, I think based on the rate that you guys are saving at, we'll have the funds we need and the credit score where we need it to be in six to 12 months. Um, and if that happens and six to 12 months is too long for you, you may tell me, Mark, thank you. But no, I'm selling this car. I'm going to sell this and I'm going to do over time. And you may you may crush that that six to 12 month timeline. And say and come back in three months and say, Linda, Mark, I'm ready to go. Let's let's look at look at I did this, that and, that, and we might say, whoa, OK, well, we were wrong. You know, we, we were going based off of what what you had been doing, but you wanted it so bad that you made it happen. 
Or well, I think what a lot of them don't understand is you kind of lay it out in in the the first initial meeting after you kind of see what's going on. You know, you yes. like you say, you know, if you'd pay, if you'd sell this car, right, we could put that income toward. If you'd pay these credit cards off, or or maybe, uh, well, you know, on your credit report we're showing, um, I don't know, your social wrong or your name wrong we need to get that fixed you know right. you kind of lay them out with some of the steps that they need to do in order to get ready and there again it goes back into their lap as to right. when can you take care of this right so right. you know if if they can get it done faster than you know the average person then you know you might get ready for a home a little bit quicker but if you don't ever check with with mark exactly. on it how are you gonna know how so. will you know exactly exactly yeah no, and, and and that's that's what I'm seeing a lot in, in this market um, is buyers inquiring, which is great, you know, because they, they're not letting the rates scare them. They want to see what what's what's my plan? How do I get there? Um, you know, so that I think that's fantastic. You know, just, just don't let the overall news and negative sentiment stop you from taking the first step. Um, you know, and, and I love to see it, you know, and, and putting that plan in place and and seeing just how quickly you guys can execute. I, I think it's I think it's fantastic what you guys actually have keys we know the work that actually went into it on your end um it, it's great it's great for us to see mm -hmm. definitely and and uh you know on the other other side of that you know there are a lot of them that hey it's just a minor fix and we're ready to go by next week we're out looking at houses and you know boom we're right there so and we do have a lot of investors, right? Like you say, mm -hmm. you know, you'll buy one and then, um, you know, two years down the road, they're ready to move up to another yeah. one and rent that one out. And, you know, we can help you with that too. So, I mean, it's just a process on where do you want to go in life and how do you want to grow? So, yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I've had more of those conversations recently, uh, Linda, than that, that I'm really excited to have those. And, and, and by those conversations, I mean, the buyers from you know five six years ago, uh, you know they're they're sitting on mortgage payments that are that are much cheaper than people are getting today. Um, they can rent that current home that they have that their family is outgrowing that they they're in a school district that they no longer want to be in whatever it may be. They can rent that home out for eight nine hundred thousand dollars more than what their mortgage payment is, um, just because of where the rents have gone and, and when they bought that home. So mm -hmm. when you look at it that way, you're going to make. Eight nine hundred dollars on one, but you're going to pay eight nine hundred dollars somewhere else. It's it's a wash, and what you're doing is you're letting somebody else pay off the property you had, and you're moving to a home that fits your family. So that's one way to look at it um, for the families that are willing to take on more risk. Okay, there's no way to 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 avoid that taking on more risk, but the payoff is so much greater. Especially if you have let's say two kids, you're moving to a bigger home. When those homes are paid in full. You know, your kids are going to be 35, 36, 37. That is, that's, you leave one house to one kid each. That's, that's way more than I'm sure most people are left with, you know? So mm -hmm. just, it's, it's, there's, you there's know, plenty back of opportunity. in the day, hundred years ago, that's kind of, kind of where it was, you know, I mean, the uh, generational wealth, right. You know, yeah. it was all handed down. Right. I don't think it's near as prominent in today's society, but. I, agree. Uh, I do think in the older, older times, a little bit way back there, a little bit, it was a lot more generational than it is nowadays. 
Yeah, yeah. But even if you a... choose to use it for your retirement, <laughs> kids, you're on your own. <laughs> yeah, you could do that too. I mean, it, it, it's it's going to be beneficial in any way you slice it up, whether you give it to your kids, you keep it for yourself, um, you use it to buy more, whatever, any way you slice it up, as long as you're doing it right, um, you know, not over leveraging yourself, speaking to professionals, make sure you're moving the right way. Um, you know, it's, and I it's think gonna, you hit it's it right be beneficial. there on the head. Talk to the professionals. Don't talk to Uncle Joe. Don't talk to <laughs> your dad. You know, he probably hasn't bought a house for 25, 30 years, and it's way different now. Talk to Mark. <laughs> get the real scoop. Get a hold of me, and let's get a hold of Mark. <laughs> and let's, yeah. let's get out there and see what we can do with you and, um, you know, where you're headed. So Yeah, yeah. And, and if investment strategy is something you're looking into, that you you have a lot of e equity in your current home or anything like that, uh, the the strategies are always changing. You know, two, three years ago, Airbnb was the thing. Um, now, not too many people are buying Airbnb style um, unless it's it's a for sure location, uh, you know, something that they know vacancies are going to be low on. It's just not as common as it was during during COVID picking these up and keeping them for Airbnbs. Um, you know, so strategy is kind of shifting, you know, so it, it always speak to to. Even if Uncle Joe is an investor, you know, maybe bring Uncle Joe into that conversation. But definitely the professionals in the field that are doing these transactions every single day and seeing what kind of shifts we're seeing in the market. And our market changes every few months. It's like not that. like I can tell you, it, you know, the market is not doing today what it was six months ago or it's not it's not even doing what it was three months ago. Right, right, it's right. a very different market. It shifts, you know, you know, pretty much every couple three weeks actually you know mm -hmm. and some of, some of the strategies that we used you know during covid is not the same strategies that we use right now to get these people into their homes and different things that's what they got to understand is okay maybe that was six months or a year ago but this is a very different market that we're in let's let's find out if the market that we're in right now fits what you're you're doing so yeah, you just got to just got to be open and honest with us. So yeah, on the seller side too. On the seller side, if you're thinking about on selling, seller side too. you know, re reach out to Linda because six months ago, what what Linda was doing for her her clients who were wanting to sell might be different for the clients that are looking to sell now. So even on the selling side, if you're not necessarily a buyer, you're thinking about unloading some property, um, you know that then then you know strategies are always changing as well. In that very end too. true. You know, a year ago. I could barely hit the button before, you know, the first <laughs> offer was in, you know, we were dealing with 20, 25 offers and, and right. good offers. I mean, way over, over list price. And, and it was a super fast market. It slowed down to where right now, you know, um, I at least have a chance to, to get it out on the market. And now we're kind of moving into, we kind of need to do the open houses. It's almost kind of a lazy market. We still have plenty of buyers, and mm -hmm. but, you know, they're lasting more like two or three weeks on the market. And we're still kind of opening up, opening them up more for open houses and different things. You didn't you didn't hear about an open house for a couple of years there between COVID and that next year. Mm -mm, there was no time. I mean, we could barely get them out fast enough. <laughs> right. Right. So. Right. Yeah. I, I think I've done more open houses in the past uh, as a lender on site. Um mm -hmm you know, in the past, maybe three months than I did in the past two years, you know, so definitely. Um, definitely. yeah, it, it's, it's definitely something that that's different, you know, so, um, and I like them, I enjoy them, you know, I, I enjoy the face to face, I know COVID kind of put a 
into that for a little while, but I enjoy, you know, meeting in the office. I enjoy, you know, being out and, and doing these open home, open houses and, and meeting all the buyers or the neighbors. A lot of them will step in and make it a point to say, hey, we're not interested. We're just the neighbors. I'm like, no, great. I got questions. You know, how long have you been here? What's the neighborhood like? <laughs> yeah. What, what did the house look like before? Who was, you know, I, I have questions. It's it's all it's all fun. I love meeting people. In Tell me all about it. Tell me about the neighborhood. I'm always interested. What goes yeah. on around this neighborhood? And, yeah. you know, what's what's there to do around here? And where do you kind of hang out? And I just kind of like to find out about the areas and different Absolutely. things. So you're right. I enjoy that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else you'd like to share? And uh, I can include any flyers or anything that you'd like. So don't think that, you know, and you're welcome to do this again. So don't think this is it. But uh, yeah, if you yeah. have something else you'd like to share, let's throw it out there. Otherwise, give your contact information and we'll maybe do yeah. this again sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, what I want to share is is that, um, you know, it, it it can be overwhelming to to even want to take the step to, to purchase a home and, and leave the the rent space and, and become responsible for the house. But uh, with, with some good guidance, you know, reaching out to the professionals, you can eliminate some of that fear. So if you are a buyer or a seller, uh, fearful of what happens if you sell, fearful of what happens when you become a homeowner, reach out. We will put you guys' you know, your, your fears at ease. Um, and you can reach out to me uh, on through phone or email. You can reach me at 559-301-0833. Or at uh, mrocha at nexamortgage.com is my email website, mrochahomeloans.com. So uh, perfect. And we'll include all that down below in the articles and whatnot. So perfect. Everybody, you know, you can always get a hold of me and, and I can put you in touch with Mark also or vice versa. You know, so Absolutely. don't don't be shy. That's the key. We're not mind readers. So we don't always know to reach out at the exact moment, but we're here for you. Just uh, get a hold of us. Everybody, it was uh, lovely speaking with Mark and a lot, very informational. Uh, maybe we'll do it again sometime. Everybody have a great day. My license number is 01997670. Have a great one.